Yeah, I'll say that, um, you know, one of the reasons we started the podcast as well is that we found that the national news and national narratives around politics and engagement can be extremely depressing and extremely disempowering. I think if you watch CNN for an hour, if you leave with a good mood, like that's strange. You typically find yourself like, I can't do anything. Politicians don't listen to me. What is going on in our world? And so how can we reframe that with a focus on local government, which I think is totally undervalued and underused as an agent for change. And so something I've learned on the podcast is how accessible local government actually is and how few people you need to make a difference on the local level. We've interviewed aldermen uh, and alderwomen. We've interviewed the mayor. We've interviewed um, you know lots of people in and around local government, including school board members. And the thing we always hear is, if we get five people to call or five people to email, that's something that actually pops up on our radar. We don't often get a lot of calls about one topic. And so if you're looking you know, for this outlet that you feel like the world is crazy, but I want to make a positive difference, look to the local level, organize a few friends, and pick something in your community you want to see changed, and contact your older person, contact the mayor. It really will make a difference, and they will pay attention. And it's a way to kind of take that anger or uh, frustration at the national level and convert it into something productive at the local level. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in the very important city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action, and my name is Kyle Hagee, and you may have noticed, based on our intro clip there, that today's episode is going to be a little different, and unfortunately, you're going to have to hear a lot more of my voice than normal, because we're actually bringing you an interview that Ben and I did with another podcast called The Go-Getters, where we were interviewed by Richie Burke. So today's episode is going to give you, one, a little more insight into the origins of Bridge the City. Two, Ben and I were able to talk about some of the things that we have learned from the podcast. And three, it's going to be a little preview of our political open mic, which is coming up this Thursday, May 16th. Uh, so if you haven't registered for that, please do. You can head over to Milwaukee.com and RSVP. The event is going to be at Gathering Place Brewery in River West from 6 to 8 p.m. So if you go to Milwaukee's website, there's a full list of all the panelists. We have some really amazing speakers. We're going to highlight a few here uh, during our interview with Richie. But I do just want to highlight the fact that it's not just the panelists that speak at these events. We encourage you and any other attendee to get up on stage and actually share their own thoughts. Uh, hopefully empower you to feel like your voice is heard. And the nice thing is these panelists all play a role in the education system in Milwaukee, and they're going to be able to hear from you, and you'll get some FaceTime uh, with them to have your voice heard. So we really want to see you there, RSVP on Milwaukee's website uh, once again, and hopefully you do enjoy this interview. We want to thank Richie and his team over at GGMM uh, for having us on. And if you do enjoy Bridge the City, which if you don't enjoy Bridge the City, and you're listening right now, you, you messed up somewhere, so I don't know what's going on with you. Uh, but if you do enjoy Bridges City and you're listening now, you're in the right spot, I would recommend checking out the Go-Getters podcast. It's another great Milwaukee podcast, and they have some really interesting guests on. Uh, so with all that being said, 
Hopefully you liked today's crossover episode. Uh, we're really hoping that we see you this Thursday once again for our political open mic. And here is Bridge the City being interviewed on the Go-Getters podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to episode over 70 of the Go-Getters podcast, probably 73. Um, First off, I'd like to to thank everyone who's tuned in. We have over 8,000 downloads in the last 30 days alone, so things have picked up. We really appreciate all the support, and if this show's added value to you in any way, if you've got something out of the episodes, we would really appreciate it if you paused for a minute, just hopped over to iTunes and wrote a review, rated the show. That would really, that's what really helps us get the word out helps us in the algorithm and everything so thank you guys for tuning in and i would like to give a shout out to tom colleton who has the review of the day tc is a is a great guy he's a marquette alum we've got a couple marquette grad students on this show tc also i believe had a brief stint at cape cod community college back in the day the cccc so shout out to tc he said richie has a great perspective on milwaukee and has interesting guests on on regularly a personal favorite is johnny hate love johnny hate he said i thought he was a fake person the first several episodes he was mentioned, but I love the live phone call in the recent episode. Let's get Johnny Hate on for an entire pod. Um, if you haven't listened to the Dating Advice to Milwaukee Men podcast, Johnny Hate was on. We were talking about when the right time to delete your dating apps is, and I kind of ambushed him, and he, he handled the situation just beautifully. So a shout out to TC and Johnny Hate. All right, now on to more important things. We have... Two people here today. I've got Benjamin Rangel sitting across. Is it Rangel? Rangel. Rangel. Yeah. Benjamin Rangel sitting right across from me and Kyle Haggy, the host of the Bridge of the City podcast, which bridges people together, which bri- bri- which bridges people, resources, and ideas to bring Milwaukee together. And I've been a fan of this show so far. I mean, they've had great guests. They've had Tony Evers on, Alex Lazary, somehow Ian Abston snuck on that show. They've had Deanna Singh. They've done topics like police community relations, youth justice, and more. It's a great Milwaukee-centric podcast. And I figured if you guys enjoy the Go-Getters podcast, you'll also want to check them out. So make sure to head over to Bridge of the City. And I'm having them on today because they have a political open mic with Milwaukee on May 16th at the Gathering Place. And you can just head over to Milwaukee's website for details on that. Guys, thanks for joining me today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so yeah, much for having, for having us having on. Us. We're big fans of the pod. You got it. Appreciate it. Um, so Bridge the City, why did you guys start this podcast? How did it happen? So uh, both Ben and I, we met four years ago. We were doing service through AmeriCorps at a nonprofit called College Possible here in the city. And when we were interacting with our students, there were some things that were in our control. Like we could help them out during the day. We could, you know, we focused on the ACT, so a lot, teaching them Pythagorean theorem, very fun stuff. But we... As you get to know them, you start understanding that there's more obstacles that lay outside of the school that are affecting their day-to-day lives. This might be uh, eviction. This might be transportation issues. This might be they have to work uh, to provide some income for their family. So we really wanted to investigate what are the systems in place in Milwaukee that affect how everyday people live and how can we explore them? How can we kind of find some leverage points on how people can get involved and make a positive difference in their community? Yeah. So I think the one thing that sets our podcast apart is that uh, every episode ends with tangible action steps that our listeners, community residents can 
can uh, can just do right after listening. Most of them, some of them might take a little bit of time, but um, and we came up with that idea mostly because we loved podcasts. We would listen to them often. Uh, we would uh, got a, get a lot of good information from them, but then often felt like, okay, what's next? What's the next step after learning about this important issue? Um, so we wanted to make sure that our podcast, you know, provided listeners with that next step and gave people tangible action steps on how to make a difference in the community. Yeah, and I think that's so important. There's good, there's good conversations being had. I feel like there's momentum in the city, but a lot of times people wonder, okay, what can what can I actually do? Are you guys both from Milwaukee? What's your? Can you give me your brief backstory yeah. just to just to share some perspective? So I'm from Racine, Wisconsin, lovely town, Racine, fifth largest city in the state. Really proud of that. Uh, spent some time in Madison for undergrad and then came to Milwaukee four years ago for my AmeriCorps service. So I've been in the city now for four years um, and I've loved it. Uh, the, the city of Milwaukee is an important city. It has challenges. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That There needs to be a lot more work happening to improve the city in a lot of ways. Um, but it, I love it here. Yeah. And I can't imagine being anywhere else at this point. Uh, I'm from the lovely suburb of Eden Prairie, Minnesota, uh, 30 minutes outside of Minneapolis. And then I went to school at university of Minnesota. Uh, and similar to Ben, I've been here four years now. I would say I consider Milwaukee home. I just signed a lease, so I have to be here for at least another year. Uh, so it'll be home for at least one more year. Um, and yeah, that's what brought me to the city was originally, uh, AmeriCorps. And what were your first impressions on the city? Ben, did you spend much time here at all when you were growing yeah. up in Racine? And has that perspective changed since you've been at Marquette? Yeah. So for the people who've had the privilege of going to Racine, uh, you know, it's pretty close to Milwaukee, right? It uh, is. So uh, growing up, we would come to Milwaukee for concerts and sports events, um, things like that. And we, to, to, to be honest, we had a certain uh, opinion and um I guess there was a narrative around the city of Milwaukee, similarly to Racine, right? So um, Racine, in a lot of ways, is sort of a smaller version of Milwaukee in terms of a lot of the challenges that both cities face uh, in terms of racial issues and racial injustice, uh, challenges with um, deindustrialization, manufacturing, uh, leaving both cities at, at the same time, things like that. Um, so we had a, a certain narrative about the city of Milwaukee. It wasn't necessarily a positive one. And in fact, in Madison, uh, was a great time as an undergrad there. So I, I didn't know what to expect. I, I had certain, um, negative, uh, negative, uh, perspectives around the city, but, uh, immediately after getting to actually know the city. And I think that's, that, that's the big obstacle. People have these impressions without any real world experience in the city, working with the people here, uh, learning from the people. So, it's it's one of those things where everyone has you know their stereotypes around cities, um, but unless you've lived it, been able to experience it, you, you really shouldn't be able to talk about it, really. And also, I, I didn't know much about Milwaukee. I honestly didn't know it was a city when I signed up to do AmeriCorps, and they said you're going to Milwaukee, and I was like, did they misspell Madison? Like that's the only city I know in wisconsin and i was very ignorant about it and then i had one friend who had gone to milwaukee and he said they have a whole street that's just covered in bars and i was like all right i'm gonna like this place so i will say though that i'm still learning and discovering milwaukee we obviously know how segregated the city is and i think it's so easy to find yourself spending time where you live and like where your friends live and not venturing out to other parts of the city and so milwaukee you can say, oh, Milwaukee's great, and someone else can be like, Milwaukee sucks because X, Y, and Z. I think it's really important to, like, when you're talking about Milwaukee, what parts of Milwaukee are you talking about? 
And is it good that we have some parts that people really love? And is it, is it okay? Are we okay with having some parts of the city that don't have a lot of investment or don't have a lot of opportunity? And that's something we really try to, uh, I guess, break down and inspire to action on the podcast is how can we bridge together people, resources, and ideas that affect some of the areas that aren't uh, being looked at enough in Milwaukee. So speaking of your podcast, you've had a lot of great people on so far. What has been the most eye-opening thing? What have you guys learned the most from from doing this podcast and interviewing all these people? So I'll speak to a specific uh, interview we had um, with, well, there's there's so many like good interviews that we did. Um, but every now and then we have somebody on who uh, just like brings a piece of information or insight that sort of blows my mind. And so Dr. Howard Fuller was one of those people. He uh, works at Marquette University, but has a long history and legacy in the city and in the country really for uh, around civil rights and then uh, education and education reform. And one challenge that I had as a young person uh, trying to address so many obstacles and issues at once was feeling almost defeated and like the, the the systems that need to be changed and adjusted um, felt overwhelming and it's almost felt like futile to, to work against some of these systems. Um, and so I asked him specifically, you know, is education enough? Cause Kyle and I had spent two years working in education. He spent his life working in education. Um, and I was like, is it, is it enough? Is it a panacea? Is it a fix all for the students? Um, and surprisingly he said, no, it's it like, he had this quote, um, I can't guarantee that you'll be successful if you get an education, but I can guarantee you won't be successful if you don't have an education, right? And he also brought up this idea of parallel battles, that you might be working uh, you might be working in education and you don't have a hand in, say, uh, criminal justice reform or addressing the eviction crisis in the city, but the fact that you're on a parallel battle addressing these systems of inequities that's important. And it's important to realize that like, you don't have to be doing all the work. You can invest in one area of work and, and get things done. And yeah, that stood out to me. Yeah. I'll say that, um, you know, one of the reasons we started the podcast as well is that we found that the national news and national narratives around politics and engagement can be extremely depressing and extremely disempowering. I think if you watch CNN for an hour, if you leave with a good mood, like that's strange. You typically find yourself like, I can't do anything. Politicians don't listen to me. What is going on in our worlds? And so how can we reframe that with a focus on local government, which I think is totally undervalued and underused as an agent for change. And so something I've learned on the podcast is how accessible local government actually is and how few people you need to make a difference on the local level. We've interviewed aldermen, uh, and older women. We've interviewed the mayor. We've interviewed, um, you know, lots of people in and around local government, including school board members. And the thing we always hear is if we get five people to call or five people to email, that's something that actually pops up on our radar. We don't often get a lot of calls about one topic. And so if you're looking, you know, for this outlet that you feel like the world is crazy, but I want to make a positive difference, look to the local level, organize a few friends and Pick something in your community you want to see changed and contact your older person, contact the mayor. It really will make a difference and they will pay attention. And it's a way to kind of take that anger or uh, frustration at the national level and convert it into something productive at the local level. Very good point you bring up right there. Um, what are some of the biggest issues or is there a specific issue or theme that you guys are hoping to solve or, or better through this podcast 
So we're often uh, realistic about the effects one single podcast can have on transforming a city that, you know, is trying to overcome generations of, of disproportionate um, allocation of resources. Uh, but certainly one one piece that we're trying to put in the puzzle, so to speak, um, is this information gap that we think a lot of people have around local government, but also just like community engagement in general and the, the good things happening in the city. So one of the problems we're hoping to solve is people's perspective on what's happening in the city, uh, people's uh, knowledge of when elections are. One of our uh, some of our most popular episodes episodes are election specials, and our pol- and our podcast isn't all about politics or government, um, but certainly. When we have a uh, a listener reach out to us and say they voted for the very first time in a uh, Supreme Court primary, that's a big deal for us. So we're hoping to solve this issue of like people not participating in, in uh, their communities just generally, um, and then people having a misunderstanding of all of the all of the good work happening in the city. And and I view the podcast more of we're not necessarily solving a problem. We're helping organizations that are actually solving problems connect with people that care and connect with people that can help them on that mission. So we, uh, our, our first open mic, uh, we had about a month ago or so, uh, we had Katie Sanders who's the executive director of safe and sound, a wonderful organization in Milwaukee. And her action step was actually people never fund, uh, research on like how effective an organization is, but that's what donors want to see when they give. So it's kind of this like catch 22. We can't prove we're effective because we're not getting any money. We can't get any money because we can't prove we're effective. So she said, actually like give just like five bucks a month and let us use that money to prove that we're making a positive impact in Milwaukee. And that kind of will get the momentum going and then we'll be able to self-sustain. So I think, you know, that's a good example of how Bridges City can highlight a community need and get people that are obviously engaged, that's our demographic that listens to the podcast, that want to make a difference, we tell them how, and it leads to a, a better Milwaukee. That's awesome. And tell me more about this open mic event coming up. Yeah, so we have uh, what we, this is our second time uh, kind of co-hosting or um, co-organizing this political open mic with Milwaukee. Uh, it started when we participated in, in one of Milwaukee's many great events and Jeremy connected with us and, and asked if we would, you know, sort of MC this idea that he's had for a long time, which is uh, using Milwaukee's platform and their success to talk about, uh, uh, I guess, like social issues broadly. And so the first one was a political open mic around uh, criminal justice, peace, crime and justice. And the whole intent is to have people, stakeholders who are working in the field or affected uh, by the issue that the, the event is centered on. Have them talk about it, but most importantly, engage the community, right? So it's it's a town hall, really. Well, somebody many, on Twitter was like, "This is a town hall." <laughs> how many how many people are showing up to it, and how how diverse was the crowd yes. from a racial standpoint, from an age age and gender standpoint too? Yeah, it's an excellent question. It's some, uh, I guess, to answer your first question, how many people? Over a hundred. Mm-hmm, I nice. know the capacity for the event was a hundred. We had a hundred seats, and there was standing room only in the back and towards awesome. the sides of the room. So a lot of people were going. It helps that it was at a brewery, uh, classic Milwaukee, right? You can't get away from the beer, um, which is okay. And so, uh, yeah, in terms of the the demographic, um, we don't have actual numbers on that. Uh, it was it was diverse, I would say, like just from the like the look test, uh, but certainly could be better, I think. Um, it, cause it matters where, where the events held, right? Where, where, where was it? So the first one was at Mobcraft on the South yeah. side. Um, and the next one, 
Uh, Next one's that gathering place brewing in River West. Um, and I will say, I think, you know, kind of the crux of it is, can we make like caring fun and cool? So like, you know, can we have an event that's at a brewery on a Thursday night? People want to drink beer. And then can we just put some good information in, in people's minds while they're, you know, they're having a good time. And again, the events are focused on one, having people be able to share their own ideas. So if you come to the event, you're listening and hearing from some amazing leaders in the community, but we give you time to come up on stage and share your own ideas. Those range from legalizing marijuana, legalizing prostitution, prostitution, Medicare for all. Like we were taking any ideas. And what's cool is the panelists are there to actually hear you. So it's a good way to get some FaceTime and have a conversation with some local elected officials and, and kind of key leaders in our community. Um, and yeah, again, this next one will be on uh, education, specifically K through 12 innovations in education. Any, uh, any sneak peek on what will be being talked about there? We can do, we can do a pod exclusive here. Yeah. Um, no, th- this is, <laughs> this is all available on the website on New Walkie, but we do have a really great uh, list of panelists um, there's three off the top of my head that I'm very excited about. Israel De Bruyne, who does communications for schools that Ken Milwaukee. He's been covering uh, education journalism for a long time. He w- used to work at the Journal Sentinel. We have uh, Marilise Hood, who is the executive director of City Year Milwaukee, who obviously plays a big role in schools all across uh, the city and also promoting uh, AmeriCorps young people dedicated to service. And then we have Bria Smith, who's also been on the podcast Please check out her episode. This young woman is incredible. She's only 18 years old. She goes to Franklin High School, but she lives in the Harambe neighborhood. And she was actually one of the co-leads on the March for Our Lives movement. So she has gone all across the country talking about gun violence and gun reform. But she has really incredible insights, too, on growing up in Milwaukee in a predominantly black neighborhood, but going to a predominantly white suburban high school and how educational spaces can, you know, sometimes feel inclusive or exclusive uh, based on that. So there'll be some great panelists uh, and some great beer. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for stopping by and for all the good work you're doing and helping move Milwaukee forward. And make sure to head over to Milwaukee's website. Again, the event is on May 16th. That gathering place should be awesome. So make sure to check that out. And thanks again for tuning in to this episode of the Go-Getters podcast brought to you by Go Get It Marketing and Media, ggmm.io, and our friends over at On Milwaukee. So that's it for our interview with Richie Burke on the Go-Getters podcast. If you enjoyed our interview, you're definitely going to enjoy the other ones. And you can go to ggmm.io to check out their entire podcast catalog. Uh, Hopefully this interview got you excited for the political open mic. Uh, Just a reminder, you can go to newwalkie.com. That's where you can RSVP. But you can also see the full list of all the panelists that will be there. So we will see you at Gathering Place Brewery this Thursday, May 16th for that event as we all continue to help bridge the city.